Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Finishing up getting the right perspective today, and we're going to actually turn back to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 14, and today we're going to begin at verse 19. The book of Numbers, chapter 14, and we're beginning at verse 19. And the word of God reads, it says, pardon, this is Moses speaking, pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely, they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me truly, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. We're speaking from the subject, the blessing of standing, the blessing of standing. As we look at our text today, or before we look at our text, just remembering from where we left off and the things that Joshua and, and, and Caleb were sharing with the people. Since that point, we're going to pick up from there because it was after Joshua and Caleb, Caleb, pleaded with the Israelites to not rebel against the Lord or fear their adversaries. The people wanted to stone them. Yes, they wanted to stone them and kill them after they came and brought this news of what they found and what they knew God wanted them to do. The people wanted to stone them. Then watch this, the glory of the Lord, it appeared in the tabernacle and God was about to render judgment against the Israelites for wanting to stone Joshua and Caleb and provoking him. So he was about to render judgment. God was about to say, listen, I'm about to level this playing field. Okay, I'm about to handle this. But instead, or actually instead, what God wanted to do he wanted to make another nation of Moses as old as he was. He wanted to make another nation of Moses, someone that would obey and have reverence for him. This is what the Lord wanted to do. Now, in an effort to turn God's heart back to the Israelites, Moses reminded him about what reports would be made among the Egyptians and the other people stating that God did not do what he stated, what he promised he would do for his people. Moses also reminded the Lord of his long suffering and great mercy and forgiveness toward his people. But 
Moses also made clear that he knew that God also would show judgment to those who operated in iniquity to their children all the way to the third and fourth generations. This is what Moses stated. And this brings us to our text today. Look with me again at verse 19. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according unto the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. I pardoned according to thy word. Notice that Moses asked for, pleaded for God to forgive this people. This cantankerous, ornery, ungrateful people. <laughs> he pleaded with God, begged him to please have mercy on them. See that God respond or see actually how God responded to Moses prayer. He responded in one simple phrase, one simple phrase. I have pardoned according to thy word. I've pardoned according to thy word. So instead of the Israelites being cut off and disinherited, God granted them a pardon because of Moses, because of Moses. Listen, it's important to see how an entire nation, an entire nation was spared by the effectual fervent prayer of one righteous man. Do you hear me? An entire nation was spared because of the effectual fervent prayer of one righteous man. Now, I want to pause just a moment because we look at that term righteous man. I want you to look at who God deems as righteous because Moses was what? We knew he was a murderer. We knew he was a stutterer. We knew that he, he had a stammering tongue. We knew that he has other issues that he was dealing with. We knew that he, had, he would get angry when God would tell him later to speak to the rock. He struck it because of his frustration and anger with the people. But yet God looked at him as righteous because he would still turn back to God. He would repent unto God and he would walk according to his ways. He would walk according to his ways ways or his word, his word. He would walk according to his word. He was a righteous man. This is why it is imperative. No, it's critical that we pray. Let me say that again. It is critical that we pray. We must pray. We must pray. When we strive to live in accordance to God's word, our prayers avail much. When we strive to live in accordance to God's word, our prayers avail much. It doesn't mean that you are perfect or without error, but what it means when you drop the ball, you don't try to dribble it. You pick it up, understanding that it was an error and you're not to simply go and keep doing it. No, no, no. You repent and you get it right. And the more you do that, you draw closer to God. And as you draw closer to him, then he is the one who will draw nigh unto you. Draw nigh unto him. He draws nigh unto you. How do you draw nigh? Through your prayer through your prayer. It's critical that we pray. It's critical that we 
pray. Listen, your prayers can shift your destiny and outcome when you pray according to God's will. Do you hear me? Your prayers can shift your destiny and outcome when you pray according to God's will. Let me give you another. Your prayers can shift others' destiny and outcome when you pray according to God's will. Remember, Moses was praying for entire people who were not repentant, who were not asking for forgiveness, who were still angry and in sin. He still prayed for them and God answered his prayer. God answered his prayer. I need somebody to type in chat. That's why I pray. That's why I pray, because the more you pray, you pray for not just yourself, you pray for your children, you pray for your grandchildren. Listen, pray for your neighbors, pray for your country, pray, pray for your church, pray, pray, because God hears your prayers and he heeds your prayers and he answers your prayers. He answers your prayers. Listen, let's look, look with me down at verse 21. Verse 21, this is God speaking. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. God made it clear that the entire earth will be filled with his glory. God was not, let me explain to you what's happening here. God was not letting them off the hook. He was not letting them off the hook. He was pardoning them, but not excusing them. Do you hear me? He was pardoning them, but not excusing them. C can I tell you a little bit about what's happening here? He, he said, listen, I'm, I'm going to pardon you. I'm, I'm, that means I'm not going to level the judgment that I was going to level. I'm going to pardon you. I'm going to let you be able to go. I'm going to let you be able to walk out. But but you, listen, I, I want you to understand that I'm not letting you off the hook. You have to understand when, when a pardon is given, even in our nation, when a pardon is given, particularly a presidential pardon, what it's doing is simply opening the door and letting them free, letting them free from prosecution and things of that nature. But there's a, 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 an agreement that goes in place that many people don't realize because what you're saying is, yes, I did exactly what was written there. I did exactly what they said, but I've been offered this pardon and I'm accepting the pardon. So therefore I'm walking out, but yet all that stuff that's on my sheet, all that stuff that's on my books, everything that's said about me, I agree to it. I acknowledge it. I say, yes, I did it. I did all of that and, and, and more probably, but yet I've been pardoned and I'm grateful for the pardon. You see, we, we sometimes confuse that with, with a couple of things. You see, many people, you can be pardoned, but when you go sit down for an interview and you're trying to get that job and they look, they say, well, we ran your background check and we still see this, we, we see this, this uh, thing that you've done here. We see this felony conviction. We, we see this thing here. No, I was pardoned for that. Well, you're out, but guess what? It's still on your record. It's still on your record. But there's something else that can be done for you. There's something that's called an expungement. 
And expungement actually removes the history of that. So therefore, it's no one knows that it happened. No one knows that it was done. So when you sit down at your interview and they look and they do your background check, they say everything is clear. You're always, thank goodness, because we love your skill set. We love all of your tools that you can bring. So we're grateful that we'll be able to hire you because your background is clear. Let me tell you what's equivalent to that in the spirit. You see, we simply call it the blood. You see, the blood of Jesus cleanses all, purifies all. That's why we plead the blood. The blood covers your sin. It covers it. It moves it out of the way. It's as though it never happened. It's as though it never took place. Even though people are trying to look and put their fingerprints in the place where you were, but they wind up as they try to bring it back up to you, taking responsibility because they keep talking about it. Because it's already under the blood of Jesus. It's already under his blood. It's already covered in the blood. I need somebody to type in chat the blood. The, simply the blood. I thank God for his blood. You see his blood is like the expungement that removes everything that was around you. But we thank God also for the pardoning. The pardoning opens the doors. It opens the doors. And in this case God pardoned. But he said listen I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm not letting you off the hook. Because there's still some things in fact all the world would see how God hates sin, even in his own people, and they will reckon for it. And yet how gracious and merciful he is and how slow he is to anger, even in spite of. But yet they will know that he does not like sin. He does not like sin. Why? Because sin separates you from the love of God. It separates you from the love of God. But there was still a price to pay. Still a price to pay. And here it is. Look with me in verse 22. Verse 22. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness... And have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. Because they did not believe God. After all that he did for them, they would have to pay a price. They would have to pay a price. That price was that they would not enter the promised land. They would not enter the promised land. This thing that they had been told for generations, this thing that they had heard from their fathers and their grandfathers and great grandfathers, people who had been talking about this and believing God for it. He told them, you're not going to be able to enter it because of what you've done and because of what you've said. He would also show them. That the very children that they thought he was abandoning would be the ones to enter in. Remember, when I told you in last week, when, he, when they talked about, oh God, you're going to sit here and have our wives and our children at prey and all of this stuff. Let us go back to Egypt and to bondage. Here he said, listen, I heard when you said that. I, I, I want you to know, I, I, I did hear it. But I want you to also know something else that I'm going to let them walk into that very promise that you really belong to you.
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.